0: See trees of green.
1: The countries where Trump's going to cut off uh, this, this aid that he's, that the United States has been sending to these places in order to try to resolve the problems that they have at home, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras. The, the idea of that money that was first uh, allocated by the Obama administration was Spending money in these places to try to improve the humanitarian situation would prevent so many people from needing to come to the United States, right?
0: How'd that work out?
1: Well, I mean, it's. I think that as bad as things have gotten now, cutting the money is just shooting yourself in the foot. You're just going to exacerbate don't, the problem. I
0: don't, I don't agree. The, the, country, the governments of those countries are so corrupt that that money isn't getting to these people. That's why they've been coming here for the but last.
1: But nine, ninety-five percent of that money is not being sent to the government of those countries. It's being sent to NGOs and you know, churches and U.S.-backed. Uh, right. Wherever a- it's being sent, Russ,
0: wherever it's being sent, it's not stopping the problem. Okay, it it hasn't. If that was the intent that it was going to stem the flow, that hasn't worked, has it?
1: Well, I I don't think you could look at it just in terms of like a a black and white, like did it completely work and completely resolve the political problems of these countries? Yes or no. You're talking about countries like, uh, you know, in in Guatemala where like a civil war killed 200,000 people. Uh, I don't think that spending a couple hundred million dollars a year is going to completely solve their problem. But no, I, no, I, I, no, I think but you that you can't
0: throw money at every problem and expect it to go away. It doesn't work. No,
1: of course you can't just throw money at a problem and expect it to go away. But you're talking about like organizations and and sources of funding that like people depend on to survive. So you take that money away. And what's what are those people going to do? They're going to leave and try to come here or try to go to the United States. I, I,
0: I believe a lot of that money has been going to to transport these people here. I mean, how did they get here? They didn't walk thousands of miles. You know, they were, they were driven up in trucks and convoys and what have you. And they were also fed along the way. Now, where did that all come from? Our money.
1: I don't know if it's all of our money. A lot of it's their money. Like A lot of people that are part of those uh, caravans get money from their families or they save up money to spend in order to make the journey. And they spend, it's a big part of the reason why there's so much criminality involved in the whole operation is how expensive it is for them to get from point A to point B.
0: So, well, they shouldn't be coming to point B is the point. They, I mean, you know, if they've got money, then stay where you are and do something with it.
1: But they can't because they're, they they either don't have any way to make a living there, or they are scared for their lives and they have to leave.
0: Let me ask you another question. Do we have people in this hung, country who are hungry? Do we have people in this country who, are, who need some assistance and care sure okay well let's take care of our own first
1: we can take care of our own first i don't we're think not, that there's any reason why we're not why doing we couldn't. that
0: we're not doing that we're spending millions and millions of dollars on these on this stuff
1: i think you know as well as i do that the united states economy is as it currently is configured largely dependent on immigration and especially illegal immigration in certain industries in order to work i'm not saying that that's the way that I, it should be. I think
0: I think that's I've heard truth. that said. I've heard that said, but I think that's bullcrap.
1: You don't think that that's true?
0: Of course, it's not true.
1: So uh, I mean, we're how much do you pay for a basket we're de- of strawberries we're that you buy at Ralph's?
0: We're dependent on illegal aliens. To of our economy is dependent on that. Are you, is, are, are you kidding, there's, there's, there's are you kidding me? There's humongous
1: industries. There's humongous industries that are, that our economy is based on. A, a Our economy system.
0: right now is based on high tech.
1: So, so how much do you pay for a basket of strawberries at Ralph's?
0: You're asking the wrong person. I don't. I I don't know. I don't buy.
1: Well, it's probably four or five dollars, and I could probably guarantee you that most of the strawberries that you're going to eat that you buy at a place like Ralph's are picked by someone who's not in not in the United States legally.
0: Well that's why I'm saying we need to fix the system from top to bottom. There needs to be a, a, a provision for workers to come here on a temporary basis. I'm not
1: disagreeing with you, but I'm just I'm refuting the You've idea gotta solve that the problem somehow you can't just illegal keep immigration money. is is costing people is costing the government money. A lot it's of people that work a lot of illegally in the United States quite
0: It's costing us a lot of money. Illegal uh, aliens come. I'm telling you, I live in San Diego. A lot of illegal aliens come here and they overwhelm the systems. I mean, the the hospitals, the emergency rooms are filled with those folks because they can't afford insurance. The police departments are overwhelmed with caring for those folks and transporting them to the emergency rooms and dealing with the crime and everything else. Um, that we wouldn't have those issues to the degree we do if it wasn't for illegal aliens. How many? Let me ask and how you, many people, how many American people are killed by illegal aliens each y- year? We a both lot. know,
1: you, you, you know as well as I do that the amount of crime that's committed by illegal, by, by people who are in the United States illegally proportionally is way less than the amount of crime that's committed by U.S. citizens.
0: If there were no people here illegally, we wouldn't have a problem like that.
1: There isn't it, it the in terms of the amount of crime committed in the United States it's pretty insignificant the amount of crime
0: You want to tell you want to tell the, the wife legally. you want to tell the wife of a police officer who's killed by an illegal alien that uh, it's insignificant you want to tell the father of a girl who was shot in San Francisco that it's insignificant one death is one too damn many but this is a problem that can be fixed and the first thing you got to do is shut down the damn border and then have a system to get people here legally. This is what Trump has been talking about for the last four years, two years before he even ran, two years before he was elected. But what I'm saying is that he shut down so the border, just, secure the this border, is an example. secure there, the border, and then set up a program for people to come in legally.
1: There are so many industries in the United States that rely on the labor of people who who are in the country illegally. Right? You can get papers. You can you can figure out a way to work illegally and have it be on the books what happens as a result you pay your taxes right those people a lot of people who are in the country illegally and i think most people probably don't realize this most of them pay taxes out of the income that they earn and then they just never get a refund they well, never I get don't, social security I, you know,
0: you're saying most people pay their taxes we don't know that that's true we don't have any way of knowing What's going on because nobody is watching, nobody's paying attention to these folks. Absolutely. The bottom, the bottom, line, the bottom line is, Russ, you got to stop the bleeding, shut down the border, and, and at the same time you're doing that, it's the same time you're building the wall, come up with a program that allows people to come in. You know who they are, you know they're paying taxes because you're taxing them, you know who they are, where they are, and what they're up to we have Listen, millions on, of people in this country right now we don't know what they're doing we don't know who they are or where they
1: are so are you going to shut down like all international travel
0: i'm no not airports. suggesting that i'm not suggesting anything like that so where is but, trump but if most of saying the saying trump are in the, is saying most of the peop- close mo- the border
1: right but here's what i'm saying dad the majority of people who are in the united states illegally have come legally and overstayed visas and they come most of them come by air. So the idea that all of, the, the, all of this attention is put on a border and putting a, a physical barrier through the desert or something, that that's somehow going like, to make any significant impact on the amount of people who enter the country illegally is just not, not so reflected so your in the answer
0: facts. So your answer is do nothing. No, that's do not my answer. Nothing. Let's I, let's I, I give didn't... everybody free access and the hell with it. I don't and think anyone you got to do it like, all. No you got to do it all. You got to you got to make sure people have visas when their visas are due, they're out. They have to leave. They can't As... work, they can't be here, they're gone.
1: Absolutely nobody is saying that they should do nothing. No one's making. Well, what are, that are you argument?
0: saying? What are you saying? You're saying, well, you can't shut the border down because that's so insignificant. We have bigger problems at the. end, You can do it all. Aside just from have being, to secure, aside from
1: being insignificant, it's going to you be. You just expensive. have to
0: secure the country, Russ.
1: Huh?
0: All that's all that's being asked by Trump is to secure the country.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is the th- the specific things that he's asking for in practical terms, aren't going to have much of an impact and they're super expensive and they're just largely symbolic, right? If you
0: put, if you put 500 people in a room and give them a problem, they're going to have 500 different solutions. Okay. That's why we have a president. He makes recommendations. And then we have a Congress that's supposed to enact something. And the Republicans control the Senate and the Democrats control the House and they despise each other to the point that they're not willing to do anything for the best benefit of the country.
1: But let me ask you this: Everybody you, agrees
0: something has to be done, but they won't come to an agreement as to how to do it. Do Trump you, is coming up with a solution and nobody and nobody wants and, and all you want to do is shoot holes in it. That's easy to do. That's easy to do. Stand here and show, shoot holes. Give me a solution.
1: It's because very few people think that spending $8 billion on a wall is a good use of money? I think so. Yeah, you think so, but it's... but
0: The bottom line is, I haven't heard another solution. All I hear but... is people criticizing what Trump wants to do. I haven't heard any Democrat come up with a solution to this issue. Damn. This is a big gaping hole in the south border of the United States that thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are coming in.
1: So okay. that should be stopped. One, one plan At the same
0: the wall, time, right? at the same time, you start to go after the people who are overstaying their visas.
1: Hang on. One problem is the wall, right?
0: I think it's the biggest problem. Yeah.
1: You think it's the biggest problem. Part of the reason why it feels like such a big problem, I'm assuming to you, is because... For years, Donald Trump promised that he would build the wall and that Mexico would pay for it, right? That was a sales pitch.
0: Russ, this is way before Donald Trump came on the horizon that I felt this way, okay? This has nothing to do with Donald Trump.
1: But, okay. The but problem, the, you want to know how the problem Donald started? Trump I'll, I'll tell president.
0: you how the problem started. My hero, my guy, Ronald Reagan, gave amnesty to millions of people who were here illegally. And they were supposed to then secure the border, But that never happened. And so what now happens is, well, they gave amnesty. Let's go. We'll get amnesty too. And so everybody started coming. And now we're talking about God knows how many millions of people are here that we don't know about. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know where they are. We don't know what diseases they might have. We know nothing. And they keep coming. And they keep coming.
1: Let's just start with talking about what's been proposed and how it's been dealt with. Uh... Politically. Donald Trump promised that he would build the wall and that Mexico would pay for it. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, okay, so what?
1: That's the promise he made. That's why he's under pressure to build this wall. That's why he wants the wall to be built. It's largely that's a large you. That's promise. what you
0: believe. That's what you believe. He, I believe he wants to secure the country.
1: So do you disagree that the majority of people who are in the country illegally have come through legal ports of We evacuation? don't
0: have any idea how many came through that border. We have no idea. So how can you tell me most of them came a different way? Do you know how many come through that border? You have no idea. Nobody can. The bottom line is, if you could tell me how many people come through the border, the open border between us and Mexico, then you can maybe say, well, more people come the other way. But you can't. You don't know. We have no way of knowing how many people come through that border every month. We have no way of knowing. We're not monitoring it, we're not stopping it, we're not taking names, we're not doing anything. So Donald Trump says, let's close that up. Let's build a wall where we need it. Let's, let's do other things where we need it. And, and at the same time, let's start to go after the people who are overstaying their visas and let's do everything we can to, to, to lock it down. Ronald Reagan said, yes, we're gonna close the border, but first, we're gonna give amnesty to all these folks. Well, okay, so they all had amnesty and the, and the border never got sealed. So what happens now? Everybody else is coming and expecting amnesty. They're all coming here because they want a piece of this, you know, wonderful panacea, this great country. But it's also because they're
1: scared for their lives. I, go talk to those people. I spent time with them at the refugee camp in Tijuana. It's, it's not easy there. They'll tell you You're whatever you want to hear. They'll tell you whatever you want to hear. They're not doing it because it's, it'll be a fun way to go hang out in the U.S. and work and make they'll, some money. They'll tell you whatever you want to hear it.
0: so you can agree that they need to come here. The bottom line is we need to get control of our damn border.
1: Donald Trump campaigned on the promise to build the wall and that Mexico would pay for it. Am I wrong? Is that, is that not what he said? This has
0: nothing to do with with a political promise sure it does sure okay it does. we disagree on that
1: okay you do you let's, let's, that let's forget about let's forget
0: about donald trump and his promise and let's focus on the problem Hang let's on, try let's and solve to what I between am to between you. you and me let's try and solve this problem
1: i'm trying to point out to you why the problem is so hard to solve if you will just listen to me
0: You keep going back to the same garbage.
1: But it's because you're not letting me finish my the rest of my point that I'm trying to make.
0: Okay, go ahead, finish.
1: Did Donald Trump, yes or no, campaign on the idea that he was going to build a wall and that Mexico would pay for it?
0: Irrelevant. Huh? Uh, There's a legal phrase called irrelevant. It's an objection. Okay, okay. It's an objection. I'll tell you why it's relevant. It matters. It matters. Because then, when he was
1: elected, when he was elected. He had a supermajority, right? He, The Republicans had the White House, they had the House of Representatives, and they had the Senate. And for two years, he couldn't pass a legislation on the border wall. Why? It's because there's enough Republicans that understood that that wasn't a a, a useful way to spend the money. And now, he's saying he's going to shut down the border, God knows what that means, but you have people on both, si- both sides of the aisle saying that that's a bad idea, that it's going to be bad for the economy. So I guess this is my point. It's like if he's the great negotiator that he purports himself to be, he should have an easier time convincing people in his party that the way he plans to tackle this problem is the right way.
0: If you're trying to solve the problem, why are we talking about Donald Trump's election campaigns? That has nothing to do with anything. Because, the, because... There's a problem. We have a problem. Let's solve the problem. What because would you poli- do because what politics would, does not exist would, in a vacuum, right? What would you do to solve the problem? Don't just throw rocks at what he's saying. Let me hear your alternative. What are the Democrats saying to do to solve the problem? I haven't heard one suggestion.
1: The Democrats but, were willing the Democrats were willing to do a deal on some border security not with money allotted to the wall as long as they would Do some sort of uh, legislation that involved the dreamers, right? And Donald Trump shut down the government because he wanted there to be money specifically for the wall.
0: The dreamers are people that are here and and I might add, here illegally currently illegally. Donald Trump suggested if you remember the meeting in the White House when he had them all over and yeah. they came to and they sort of came to terms and then it all fell apart because they said we're not going to give you one penny for the wall. Why not? Well, because we don't like Donald Trump. Because Two years ago or three years ago, when Obama was president, they all voted to put money into a wall. Now they won't give a penny. Now, that's political, Russ. That has nothing to do with reality. You can't tell me that in two years, we now have technology. We don't need a wall. Do you agree that building a wall in certain parts of our border is necessary? I... I... Yes or no, yes or no. This is not complicated, yes or no. Are there certain parts of the southern border that require a wall?
1: I think that in the places where there is no wall at the southern border, if your goal is to prevent people from crossing illegally, there's... Lots of people, including Border Patrol officers, will tell you that there's plenty of other things, aside from the wall, that will be more effective in stopping people from crossing. You didn't answer my
0: question. There's a lot of Border Patrol people who will tell you in certain places, we absolutely need a wall.
1: Okay. But they'll also tell you that they need more agents, that they need drones, that they need infrared satellite technology. I agree,
0: I agree, I agree, Russ. The wall is just a part of it. No, the I think the is wall just a is a
1: symbol. It. The wall is something that he promised, and that's why he shut down the government for it's five weeks. A first, because
0: of the wall. It's a first step.
1: Is it politically expedient to insist that the wall be the
0: first step? What other first step would you have?
1: One that c- can build more of a political consensus.
0: Well, talk to the Democrats, because Trump was willing to put the DACA kids on the, I mean, the, the Dreamer kids, or whatever you want to call it, on the uh, He was ready to sign that, and, but provided they send some money over for a wall. Agree? That's a trade-off, okay? They mm-hmm. said, no, not one Nancy Pelosi, not one stinking penny for the wall. Everybody who you ask will agree that in certain parts of the border, a wall is necessary. Why don't we do that? Because... That would not be politically expedient for the Democrats because Trump promised it. So let's sink Trump. Let's do everything we can to take Trump out.
1: Donald Trump said this weekend he was going to close the border.
0: Sometimes, Russ, you have to make a small sacrifice to get uh, a bigger result. You understand what I'm talking about? So sometimes you have to do that. Do you so think- it's like it's like you know his his thing with uh, the economy with uh, trade, and everybody's saying, well, yeah, but it's costing all our farmers all this money because he's he's cutting trade with China and this and that. In the long run, in the long run, if he gets his way with China, which I think he will, um, it, it's going to be a much better for us than not having done it. And I think the same is true with. His, his threat to shut down the border with Mexico. Mexico has a lot to be concerned about about that and they may very well change their tune and set up camps to take care of the refugees on that side of the border because they're letting them into Mexico. They have the, they have the ability to shut it down at their southern border.
1: Let me ask you this, Dad. So he d- declared the national emergency on the border to try to get the funding for the wall, right?
0: There's a whole lot of people these days saying there's a national emergency, that we're going to be overwhelmed when this next caravan comes through. There's a whole lot of people saying just those words that Trump said.
1: That's fair. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I think there is a crisis on the border. And I there's think a humanitarian there definitely crisis. is, is it, more resources not, that need if, to be allocated not, to deal with it. I don't if, think that anyone's going to disagree with that. If
0: nothing else, is a major humanitarian crisis. And so I think he's justified in claiming that.
1: Sure, it's just the way that the...
0: I know, it's the, the way fund, he does. The
1: way he wants to allocate the funds, right?
0: I know. So there shouldn't be a dime spent on a wall, even though the Democrats all agreed that we need to spend billions on it. Um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just politics, Russ. It's all this is about. Well,
1: okay, speaking about politics, this is what I want to ask you. Does it concern you, or does it enter into your your thinking at all that in doing things like declaring this national emergency on the the wall, that if the Democrats ever win the White House back again, they're going to do things similar to that, but against the interests of Republicans.
0: That concerns me a great deal. But you know what? Uh, They do it anyway. They've done it all along.
1: I was just going to read to you from a Brett, you know, who Brett Stevens is no. He's a New York Times columnist. Who's, he's kind of a conservative guy. He's a big George W. Bush uh, guy. Uh, but he's, And he's Jewish. And he wrote this column last year in the New York Times, you know, being his, how we're Jewish and also ah, descended okay. from... The Jewish uh, angle.
0: The Jewish angle. Okay, go ahead.
1: Descended from immigrants of, of Eastern European Jews.
0: Legal immigrants who came through Ellis Island the right way.
1: Yeah, at the time there really was no wrong way because all you had to do was get on a boat and show up at Ellis Island. Oh, no, they
0: turned a lot of people back, my friend. They they turned people back.
1: I don't think they turned a lot of people back up until 1924, which is when they changed the laws. When did our relatives come from Eastern Europe? Late 1800s. And why did they come to the United States? Uh, Because
0: there were what they called pogroms in uh, Poland-Russia border where they lived. And uh, they were sort of driven out.
1: They were driven out by what? Like the Cossacks and the czars and stuff. You got it. Okay. So this, the name of this article is, there is a uh, opinion piece printed in the New York Times uh, by Brett Stevens. A modest immigration, and I, I do feel a little bit uh, weird reading a Brett Stevens article to you, but I do feel like, of all people who write in the New York Times, he's someone you could probably identify with. Okay, it's called A Modest Immigration Proposal, Ban Jews. It says, Until his dying day, my dad's uncle, Byrne was a communist sympathizer. I remember him as an affable old man with a gracious wife who made a modest living selling antique lace. He probably wouldn't have heard a fly. Yet he found much to admire in the most murderous ideology of the 20th century, responsible for tens of millions of deaths from the killing fields of Cambodia to the gulags of Murmansk. I wonder where Murmansk is. Russia. If you're Jewish in America, chances are there's at least one Uncle Bern somewhere in your family tree. As the scholar Ruth Wise noted last year in Tablet Magazine, Jewish intellectual life in the 1930s and 40s was largely defined by one stance towards one thing, the party. Historians reckon that Jews accounted for nearly half of the Communist Party's total membership in those years, while many other Jews were close fellow travelers. Most of these people, like my great uncle, were deeply misguided idealists who would otherwise led who otherwise led quiet and decent lives. A tiny handful of others, including atomic spies Julius Rosenberg, David Greenglass, Harry Gold, and Morton Sobel, betrayed America's most important military secrets to Stalinist Russia and did incalculable damage to the country and the world. Here's a thought experiment. Would the United States have been better off if it had banned Jewish immigration sometime in the late 19th century so that the immigrant parents of Rosenberg and Sobel had never set foot here? The question is worth asking because so many of those same arguments are made against African, Latin American, and Muslim immigrants today uh, might have easily have applied to Jews just over a century ago. What do you think?
0: I think that's an absurd argument. Why? Well, we wouldn't have had an atomic bomb to steal if we didn't have Jews come here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, how about Einstein? Uh, <laughs>
1: but it's not, I mean, I, I, I think that... You can come up with a better argument than just the superiority of Jews in terms of, like, winning the arms race or something, right?
0: Well, um, yeah, I guess. But uh, there's there's many more reasons to want to have Jews come to your country than to be against Jews coming to your country. I mean, historically, Jews are incredible scientists and teachers and um, doctors and, you know, all of the... Um, higher uh income people and um you know uh, the great thinkers of our of our world but
1: but but you're just i think the danger of that like framing is that you're just playing into stereotypes and and you're 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 sort of saying that the humanity of a person is just Dependent on the accomplishments of their culture or something.
0: No, I don't mean to say that, but I'm I'm just trying to counter the argument that he's raised. You know that uh, shouldn't we have banned Jews from coming to the country? In fact, you know technically we we did uh, in in during World War II. I mean, you know there was right. a shipload of Jews that, that wanted to come here, and Roosevelt wouldn't let them land. Totally, but they had to, they the, had to go back and be annihilated.
1: Don't you think that that was tragic?
0: Of course, it was tragic.
1: but okay, you see just... but
0: you see, those people were really, really um, trying to escape imminent death. That's not what's happening here in, in South America.
1: In Central Americas those countries are war zones. They're, they're,
0: they're war zones, but nobody's killing these people intentionally, like they were killing Jews in Europe. I'm just not agreeing with your premise that those, the folks from down in Central South America, wherever they're from, uh, are um, true refugees like our ancestors were. Not our our grandparents. My grandparents came before the Holocaust, but but talking about the '40s, I mean, you know, the but 30s you're saying
1: they were escaping from pogroms or other right. persecution true, in true, Eastern Europe. True. And you don't think that the crime and gang violence and the drug trade and murderous uh, military regimes in Central America are also a problem? A, you're you're a talking to people who you live can, in those places?
0: You're trying to compare apples and oranges, okay? Our, our grandparents came here because they, they, as Jews, were the targets. Um, this isn't the case here.
1: And a, lot, a lot of those places in Central America, uh, historically, the violence that's been exacted on civilian populations is done in the name of fighting communism. So if those people identify as uh, political activists or social leaders or members of labor unions, they could be in direct danger. Likewise, now, if they're seen for some reason as enemies of a drug cartel, enemies of a uh, extrajudicial, uh, police, uh, killing death squad, they could also be targeted.
0: I'm not sure, but didn't we have an agreement between us that 95 or more percent of the people coming here are not true refugees? No. Okay. Well, that's my belief. My I belief, don't, they don't my they is, don't
1: they don't they end up not getting um why is that allotted asylum but why does that mean because they're not refugees it just means that they can't adequately prove their case to the to the immigration okay. court
0: okay that's the point they can't because they're they're not
1: no it's not necessarily because they're not I mean you're a lawyer you you understand this just because you don't meet the burden of proof of legal proceeding doesn't mean that you're guilty or innocent of a crime. It just means that you couldn't produce the evidence necessary to make your case or...
0: If they were being targeted by, because of their anti-communist or pro-communist stand, um, that's not why they're coming here. They're coming here for money, Russ. They're coming here to work. They're poor. They're coming here because they're poor and there's no place in the country. You said that before yourself. 80, 95% of them are, are in that category.
1: A lot of them are coming here because they're poor, yeah. But, that, but 95% do, but of them. There are a lot of them that are coming because they're fleeing violence.
0: They're fleeing violence in general, Russ. Sure. And you could have, you, you know, violence in general is, you know, Tijuana's got, Mexico's got violence in general. Sure, it is. But, but that's not specifically targeting a specific group or race that, that gives you the right for asylum.
1: I, yeah, I know, and I, that is actually an interesting point. You and may
0: disagree with good. you may disagree with that whole thing, but that's what that's what asylum's all about.
1: Yeah, I know it's it is interesting though. I just think that the definition of asylum that was like largely come up with uh, probably during the first and second world wars doesn't it doesn't really uh, match the reality of like what wars have become in the twenty first century.
0: Well, you want to change that, you, you know, then you got to go to the U.N., I guess.
1: Anyway, let me keep reading this because I do think it's kind of interesting. He makes some interesting points. Okay. Uh, so the last thing he said was, the question is worth asking. The question being, should Jews have been banned from immigrating to the United States to prevent uh, the Rosenbergs and the Sobels from having been born in the United States?
0: Again, that's absurd. Uh, consider, because... some of
1: the, consider some of the parallels, okay? Well, Crime. Wait, 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 let me stop you.
0: So you're talking about a couple of bad apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's absurd. I mean, you could do that with anybody. You with could do that with group. anybody, yeah. That's you a, could do, do that with any, that's any group. The that's the making.
1: point. But let me go on because he makes some good points here. You hear me?
0: I haven't heard a good point yet, but go ahead. Okay. Uh,
1: consider some of the parallels. Crime. In 1908, the New York City Police Commissioner, Theodore Bingham, caused a public uproar for which he later apologized when he claimed that half of the city's criminals were Jews. The truth was closer to the opposite. Jewish crime rates, about 16%, were considerably lower than their roughly 25% share of New York's overall population. The same goes today when, contrary to Trumpian propaganda, incarceration rates for immigrants are nearly half of what they are for native-born Americans. <clears throat> Assimilation. This week, uh, so this was written when it, when Jeff Sessions was still uh, Attorney General. This week, Attorney General Jeff Sessions asked in an interview with Fox News, what good does it do to bring in somebody who's illiterate in their own country, has no skills, and is going to struggle in our country and not be successful? That seems to be a general way of thinking in this administration. Now compare that to a 1907 article in McClure's magazine titled The Great Jewish Invasion, which observed of Russian Jews, no people have had a more inadequate preparation, educational and economic, for American citizenship. Henry Adams, the great American uh, patrician... What's a patrician?
0: What's a patrician? Yeah. I am not sure. Google Okay.
1: Well, Henry Adams, the great American patrician, wrote of Furtive Yakub or Yisak still reeking of the ghetto snarling a weird yiddish and i'll tell you as someone who lived in brooklyn for seven years you still walk around parts of brooklyn and hear people uh, snarling a weird yiddish uh subversion during the campaign donald trump said in a new hampshire rally that syrian refugees could make the trojan horse look like peanuts his campaign then infamously called for a total and complete shutdown of muslims entering the united states until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. Similar charges have long been leveled at Jews. Henry Ford accused Jews of causing the First World War. A generation later, famed aviator Charles Lindbergh charged Jews with trying to inveil the United States into war. Lindbergh was the leading champion in his day of America First. Does any of this, uh, does this still seem absurd to you?
0: Uh, yeah, I I don't agree with anything he's saying. Why? You're comparing apples and oranges. And don't forget in in I think you you quoted somebody from 2000 from 1907 or 1927. The, the times they have changed. Our country is uh, in those days we needed people. We had we had conquered the west and we needed to inhabit it.
1: Okay. His la the last paragraph of this article says Imagine if the United States had followed the advice of immigration restrictionists in the late 19th century and banned Jewish immigrants, at least from Central Europe and Russia, on what they perceived to be some genetic inferiority. What, in terms of enterprise, genius, imagination, and philanthropy, would have been lost to America as a country? And I think there you probably agree with him, right? That uh, the United States gained a lot uh, from having Jews in terms of, Enterprise, genius, imagination, and philanthropy. Correct. Right? Correct. But then he says, "And what, in terms of human tragedy, would have ultimately weighed on our conscience?" That, to me, is what I I find to be the more compelling uh, part of it, and that I think sometimes gets lost in the current immigration debate.
0: What What is the uh, what gets lost? I missed that.
1: Right, that what we're talking about is like people and families and children and human beings that are, I mean, they're risking their lives to come here for a reason. Whether it be because they don't have any way to support themselves or because they're fleeing violence or whatever the case may be. It's not just because they think it would be nicer to live here than where they come from, right? Like, there's a reason why they risk their lives to try to make the trip here in the first place.
0: That doesn't... (laughs) <laughs> the, problem, the problem is we can't just open the borders to the whole world. I know, I know a lot of Democrats or liberals would like to do that. We just can't. We would stop defining ourselves as a country. I mean, so what you're saying is that basically everybody who comes here, makes a sacrifice to get here, um, we have, we're duty-bound to let them come in. Or it's to our benefit to let them come in. Even more, uh, I think, closely resembles what you're trying to say, Um, and that's not the case. And yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll miss out on some great inventiveness or brilliance or whatever. So be it. That's you know, that's just the chance of life. But um, a country has the right to protect itself, to preserve itself, to maintain its borders and to allow people in that it needs or wants uh, to recognize as, you know, going to be beneficial. But what about the
1: second part of what he's saying, that that in terms of human tragedy, uh, what will weigh on our conscience?
0: So because of humanity, um, you're suggesting what he's suggesting, we just open up the whole border. For humanity, yeah, yeah. for, for humana- humanitarian reasons, anybody who wants to come to the U.S. can come. Welcome, come on in.
1: I don't think anyone's trying to make that point. Well,
0: I am. How long do you think we would last?
1: So, should they change the, the phrasing on the Statue of Liberty?
0: No, the phrasing on the Statue of Liberty is as it is and as it should be. But, but the point is, we have to have limitations. We can't just take everybody's tired, sick, hungry, and poor. We have to have limitations. That's why every country in the world has them. I think on that happy note, we should close this one. I agree. So,
1: how do you think we did? I think it was good. I think there was a part in the middle where I think it might have just been a bit meandering.
0: Well, what you say is meandering was I think I was making a lot more stronger points than you were. Alright, well... Now you listen to it. <laughs> see, that's where you have the power of the pen. You do the editing, so you can cut it up any way you'd see fit.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, it's funny, when I uh, ask people for their like honest opinions about this whole project, Mm -hmm. The thing that everyone says is, like, no one just wants to listen to you own your dad. It doesn't seem to be compelling to anybody. Mm -hmm. So I think I have to, like, let it exist in a way where you make good points because otherwise there's no value to it because... Just, ah, do you see what I'm saying So, so you're letting
0: me win oh, ah, That's not something I'm letting you win People going by